Welcome to the Knowledge at Wharton podcasts. Knowledge at Wharton is the online research and business analysis journal of the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania. For more information, please visit our website at knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Support for Knowledge at Wharton podcasts comes from Vanguard, offering investments designed to help individuals and institutions reach their long-term financial goals at vanguard.com. Walmart, is there a downside to going upscale? After saturating its target market of working-class bargain-hunting consumers, Walmart is ratcheting up its low-price strategy to appeal to more upscale shoppers by expanding its merchandise lines to include organic foods, better wines, high-end consumer electronics, and new fashion-oriented apparel. It's an approach that carries some risks, say Wharton faculty and analysts, but that is dictated by intense competition and the lack of other opportunities for growth. The changes come as Walmart, the world's largest retailer with annual sales of more than $300 billion, has struggled with slowing growth and rocky transitions internationally, as well as into urban areas of the northeastern United States. In a speech at the company's annual meeting this month, Walmart chief executive Lee Scott outlined elements of the strategy and quoted Walmart founder Sam Walton. You can't just keep doing what works one time. Everything around you is always changing. To succeed, stay out in front of that change. Wooing the baby boomers. According to Wharton marketing professor Xavier Dries, now that Walmart has conquered the value end of retailing, its options are limited. They are going upscale. It's the only choice available, he says. They have expanded to the point where they can't expand in the U.S. anymore. If you can't grow by reaching more people, you have to grow by selling more and more expensive merchandise. Approximately 80% of American shoppers now visit a Walmart store at least once a year, and more than 170 million consumers around the world shop at a Walmart store each week. In addition, the company has expanded to 6,100 stores in 70 countries. Walmart is sending a signal that they are about more than price, says Wharton marketing professor David Bell. They have played price. Now they want to play quality and broaden their image. It will be interesting to see whether people believe it. The new strategy will help Walmart compete against Target, its chief discount chain rival, adds Wharton marketing professor John Zhang. Target is doing well. Customers perceive it as more trendy and higher end. Walmart is now forced to move to the high end to look more like Target instead of just looking cheap. Demographics are also driving the changes at Walmart, which traditionally has had the most appeal to young families. The chain is making an effort to woo the nation's 70 million aging baby boomers, according to Zhang. These are the customers with more spending power. You have to figure out a way to follow them and satisfy their needs. The new higher-end products will be sprinkled throughout Walmart's core offerings and are not likely to alienate the company's established base, suggests Wharton marketing professor Stephen Hoke, who says he sees no reason for the initiative to fail. Target has been successful at going slightly above where Walmart is. Walmart may not be perfectly associated with a trading-up image, but my guess is they can buy brands that have the panache as well as everybody else, or even better. Of course, there is always a chance Walmart could jeopardize its current position by aspiring to move up the customer ladder, Dre's notes. Comparing the situation to regional airlines that do well in their niche, then expand nationally, but ultimately fail because they have lost their competitive edge. The question for Walmart is, if they sell high-end goods, is there a competitive edge to that, or will it make them just another retailer? That's the risk. In March, Walmart opened an experimental store in Plano, Texas, an affluent area where the average income of $140,000 is triple that of the typical Walmart shopper, according to market research form Information Resources, Inc., IRI. 
The store carries 2,000 premium items including meat, cheese, wine and fresh produce not available in typical Walmart supercenters. In a report to clients, Bank of America analyst David Strasser says Walmart's shift up the price continuum is already showing results. For several years, the chain's sales growth was led by food and consumables while general merchandise was weak. Strasser analyzed sales of consumer electronics at 1,300 stores where higher-end merchandise, particularly flat-panel televisions, was introduced last year. For the first time in four years, consumer electronics became a non-grocery category to contribute growth to the overall sales mix at U.S. Walmart stores. Strasser also points to sales of the chain's new, more upscale private label clothing line, Metro 7, which have been so strong that the company has had trouble keeping items in stock, and its line of 400 thread count sheets, which have recently been selling out and are another symbol of Walmart's move up the luxury continuum. Even within the food and beverage category, Walmart is changing its menu, most notably with new lines of organic foods, fresh produce, and top-shelf wines and liquor. William Cody, managing director of Wharton's J.H. Baker Retailing Initiative, says Walmart's expansion in wine represents a departure from the chain's cultural roots in Bentonville, Arkansas, where founder Walton shied away from selling alcohol. According to Cody, changing federal regulations over the distribution of alcohol may open up new opportunities for Walmart, Costco and other national retailers. Recent federal court cases have overturned statutes written at the end of prohibition that give states control over alcohol distribution, adjusting to organics and other innovations. Organics represent a new growing category of demand for all retailers and is expected to experience double-digit growth through 2010, according to an IRI report issued in May that states, Walmart has been relatively slow to enter the fray given a potential disconnect with its core lower-income consumer. The $15 billion organic foods market represents just 2% of overall U.S. food and beverage sales, but is growing at a rate of 20% a year compared to 2-4% to for non-organic groceries, according to the Organic Trade Association. The opportunity for the consumer is that Walmart can hypothetically offer organics at a lower price, but that's assuming unlimited access to the supply, says Cody. Can they position themselves as the low-price leader in organics? Possibly, but it's more a way to bring in new customers who buy organics. Moving into organic foods will create new challenges for Walmart's legendary supply chain system, adds Sergei Netesin, Wharton Professor of Operations and Information Management. Coming into organic foods is somewhat tricky, especially for someone as big as Walmart. While Walmart's typical supply model is to push vendors into a centralized distribution system, the wholesale organic foods market is made up of many small suppliers selling perishable goods that require complicated handling. It's essentially hopeless and meaningless to try to centralize distribution. You have to change the distribution system somehow to go back to the model in which suppliers supply directly to the nearest store. Without major industrial-scale supply operations, Netacine says he doubts Walmart's claim that it can substantially reduce the price of organic foods. Still, he's not counting Walmart out just yet. They will have to adjust, he says. People incorrectly think of Walmart as only supplying cheap goods to people on a budget. If you look at Walmart merchandise, the list includes gold and diamonds and expensive electronics. Wherever there is some demand for something, even expensive items, Walmart tries to come in. Every time, they have to adjust the supply chain for different merchandise, but for organic food, this adjustment seems especially tricky. Another new innovation Walmart executives are promoting is walk-in medical clinics operated by outside firms like Ready Clinic, a healthcare startup created by America Online founder Steve Case. Walmart leases space at 11 stores to pilot clinics and has said it may increase that number to 50 by the end of this year. 
According to Cody, the clinics fall more in line with Walmart's traditional consumer base, and while they may not be profit centers themselves, the clinics could help boost pharmacy sales or simply draw more shoppers into Walmart stores. Morris Cohen, Warden Professor of Operations and Information Management, suggests the healthcare clinics will get leverage from Walmart's real estate clout. However, they pose new issues of supply chain management specific to services as opposed to product inventory where Walmart is viewed as the master. It makes a lot of sense that Walmart should be providing services in carefully selected convenient locations where you can share some of the overhead of the store, he says, noting that the chain already has optical and pharmacy services. Why not manicures? Cohen explains the challenges of operating a service supply chain center around consistency and quality. A service is consumed as it is produced, unlike a product that can sit on a shelf and come out of a box when the customer wants it. So often, the quality rests on the dependability of the frontline people delivering the service. Consistent service, for example, requires companies to maintain excess capacity for times when they are not busy in order to meet customer needs when they arise, says Cohen. It's still matching supply and demand, but the knobs you have to turn are different. The clinics may also fit into Walmart's push to present itself as a kinder company, particularly after unions generated reports showing that Walmart employees lacking health insurance coverage are among the top users of state and federal finance Medicaid programs. CEO Scott has said that 30 to 40 percent of those visiting the Walmart clinics are uninsured, while surveys indicate that if those people had not been able to come to the clinic, 20 to 40 percent would have sought expensive emergency room care. Another 10 to 20 percent would have gone without treatment. Hoke points out that Walmart is taking other steps to improve its appeal to shoppers, including new image-oriented advertising and a major initiative to operate with greater sensitivity to the environment. I do think they are engaged in more outward-reaching public relations efforts to burnish their image, such as feel-good ads, he says. They need to constantly evolve. Successes and setbacks abroad. Meanwhile, Walmart's international expansion, which is an earlier attempt at generating growth beyond the company's well-established base, continues to have both successes and setbacks. In March, Walmart raised its stake to a controlling 51% share in Central American Retail Holding Company, with 375 supermarkets in Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Costa Rica. In May, it pulled out of South Korea, where it had 16 stores. Walmart officials have indicated that India, where government reforms lifting restrictions on foreign ownership of retail operations are underway, could be a major target market for the company. Meanwhile, Walmart is expanding rapidly in China where, Zhang says, there are a large number of value-conscious customers and where infrastructure and logistics will play an important role. Walmart has the advantage in this area. I sense the company probably will do well. Walmart has had some success in Britain after stumbling in Germany, says Hoke. In Japan, after struggling for years, Walmart several months ago took a controlling state in the country's fifth-largest retailer, Seiyu Group. The company operates more than 400 supermarket and general merchandise stores in that country. You win some and you lose some, Hoke says. Each individual global market has its own set of issues. Walmart has been successful in North America, including Canada and Mexico, and will continue to look for opportunities. The company is designed to grow. If it can't grow, it's in trouble.